0: <laughs> I am Frank. <laughs>
1: What's up, guys? Today is Wednesday, September 14th. We have everyone in the studio. Myself, Nikki Q, producer Ralph, Eli, full and house, Jared full house. Kosa himself. Full producer house, Eli. <laughs> full house, full house. We got everyone. Uh Jam-packed episode. Uh, office talk, of course, but the NFL is rolling. We got some uh, MLB mixed in. For the one and only All Rise himself. Uh, but we got to start where we always do in some office talk. And I know uh, some of the guys uh, and myself over some beers were talking about some newer shows that are coming out just because it's that time of year. Uh, two shows that we're all watching, uh, Rick and Morty and House of Dragons. Let's hear some thoughts.
0: This is the exact conversation you would have around the water cooler, you know? I'm heating up my uh, fish in the microwave to fuck with everybody in the office, and I'm talking about how my fish might smell like a certain someone's, you know, uh, pecker after he broke his vows. Spoilers. But uh, I'm really liking House of Dragons so far. If you guys didn't watch that, spoilers. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I now feel like I
2: watched. It yeah the
0: the new the new thing though that kind of messed me up is I've been watching Thrones again and there was like a they like talked about what happens and I'm like I had no idea what was going on now I know everything but I I think the mm-hmm. show is off to a pretty strong start.
3: I'm only like half an episode Into House of Dragons just because I need to like <laughs> come on like I need four to, episodes man. I need to on. stay on one show at a time because I just can't keep track but it is it's brutal and I I fucking love it dude so far. So I'm definitely gonna sit down like over the weekend and just binge all of it. But I just love how they're going with everything.
1: Yeah, great to be back in the Game of Thrones world. I'm just happy to be here. I don't really understand a lot or know what's going on or a lot of the names they say. I don't know, but just happy to be here. Yeah, Uh, that's my thoughts on that. For the Lord of the Rings
2: too. For the content, just
3: eat it up. You know, football, all of it. Eat the content. I'm more on Rick and Morty though. I love fucking Rick and Morty. First episode, rough. Second episode, hilarious, dude, with, uh, whatever the game
0: is, they're back in, uh, blip,
3: Blips and Chips, baby. Dude, that,
0: that episode was deep, because it's so, like, d- so many layers to all their episodes. It attacked, like, every religion right in its face, it's like, it was and, and all the <laughs> sins of humanity, cause it's like, holy every, war, holy war. Yeah, every person, he's not a god, but he's trying to explain to everybody that, like, everyone is a part of one entity, and, like, the billions of characters in the Roy game were all little pieces of Morty's. And they needed to come together to like get back. It was just like, are, are,
2: are yeah. we
3: all just a piece of Morty?
2: It was, it, dude, could be. it was brutal. And the one thing I identified already with this Rick and Morty season is when him and Morty are stuck on that ship. And then, like, the other version of his daughter comes to save them. But when they're stuck there and they just acknowledge the fact that they're going to die and it's over and there's no way out, that's exactly how I feel when I sit at my desk. And, and
3: yes. And the whole backstory is based on Die Hard, too. How about just it? Cracking me die, hard, up. die Hard, Die Hard,
2: Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard? As she's shooting her guns. What,
0: uh, all right. So, Evil, the OG Evil Rick has now been exposed and we know who C 137's true nemesis is. But when is, give me an over under or, or an if even. When is Evil Morty going to make his appearance in this season?
3: Episode
1: four.
2: Yeah, I was setting the that's line bold. at four and a half.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, that's because like you got to
2: give them some time to exist. You know, you got to give them some space.
1: Perfect. All right. Uh, moving exciting. on. Payroll industry equals shady. I know someone wanted to talk about this, <laughs> so I'll let that certain
2: someone interesting go Matt. ahead. I, I wonder who it is. I think that plays. Uh, I,
1: think I know. Plays. Hey, a lot of
0: people here have worked in an industry. So false. All right,
1: let's hear it. Uh, Who's well, got you're it? the only one that has it, Nick. <laughs> so I don't want to hear it. Okay.
0: <laughs> So that would be a lot in in comparison to the number of the room. Anyhow, I'm just dealing with trouble, man. And I've just, (laughs) I've had trouble. Like, and I I don't know what made me think, like, just going somewhere else was going to make it better because it was wrong. And I just hate how, like, people are so shady in this industry. In the past, I've, I've told a story how I got a promotion and, you know, my new title wasn't described properly I was working on a deal for like three months and the employee count was one out of my like range that I was allowed to work and like this other person had no claim they got an inbound phone call and then they turned it was like they got all I did all the work and got like 25% of the revenue so that was cool and then I'm still scarred as I'm mentioning it now I have you know a deal going on that's like I'm would blow my quota out of the water for the month but this person, like, and you, it has an opportunity on their Salesforce account, right? And, like, any old bloke could put an opportunity on an account. Like, I could just go through and just rip through lists and put ops on. So if anyone ever did that, would be like, oh, I had a meeting. And, like, the activity doesn't back anything up. And I'm in the middle of a process with this client, right? Like, And they're saying that this person had a meeting with so-and-so. And I'm like, that's so weird because I've had, like, seven meetings with, like, this other owner they asked for all the paperwork they never mentioned this person that you're speaking of like they never said they were meeting with anyone else so either one we're getting hustled and two it already looks bad on your behalf because they brought it up like on a Friday at 4:45 when they were going to be away for the week this week and like the deal was already sold submitted and if that was me if someone was like working on my stuff I would immediately like jump in and be like hey what's going on and mind you I got a lead for this account so I have just vultures coming at me and I've just been not doing well and just I just I don't know if that's sales everywhere. If anyone knows, let us know. But it's just it's been a tough time. Do you have like a manager now? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're
3: on like week forty three. I
0: have like a person that's like will help me, but like this person that reached out to them at three thirty, they didn't respond. So it's like my general consensus is like, because you guys used to live with me. This shit would stress me out to beyond belief. Where I've like broken my mind. I just don't care anymore. Like if my if the the people that are supposed to be in charge of me don't care. Why am I going to get stressed over something that's like, I didn't even create the environment? You know what I mean? You're like, also not making much leave. on it either. I closed the deal, right? Isn't that what you want me to do? Right? That's why I'm here, right? And I think I did that's it. sales 101. Yeah. And now there's problems. And I've, it's been with every single thing I've done. Also I've had an sales issue. 101. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, don't, I think car sales. Maybe they want you that. to close
1: a deal. You close the deal. There's problems. Pretty good. That's sales. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving on to a more. Uh, A uh, A a worse topic? Yeah, (laughs) a worse topic, I guess you could say. Thank you, Eli. A huge market crash, but I know that won't stop the
2: guys from uh, betting on some sports. Dude, my only stock strategy right now is to just buy DraftKings because if I lose money at DraftKings, I can feel better about myself because I own more of that money every time I buy shares. So I literally – if I lose money, I buy that much worth in stock the, in DraftKings.
3: The thing that cracks me up with like the whole economy right now is that <laughs> the current administration took time out of their day to plan a inflation reduction party. And after the inflation report still came back as like stagnation and a couple percentages higher, continued to have that party. <laughs> and it's just like – what are you celebrating at that point? It's like laughing in our faces as politicians. So DraftKings right. up
0: 246 well, uh, 2. percent last week. Yeah, so. well, that's what I'm saying. I'm all
2: those up. upsets, I'm Rec- up.
3: record high betting numbers this year
0: compared to last year. Yeah,
3: I'm
2: yeah.
0: up on the money I lost. Incredible.
1: People talk about inflation, but my betting inflation is through the roof right now. It? You know what else is <laughs> about that?
0: Inflated my gut from all these beers.
1: <laughs> More beers. Oh, that sound is so beautiful. So today we have. A double dingers peach cobbler. It's a double burlanger Weiss ale. Uh, it's a double play in the best possible way. So double dingers peach cobbler brought to you by McCall Collective Brewing Company, brewed and canned by McCall Collective Brewing Company, in town PA. Um, so I was told about this place, uh, by a relative and, uh, they, they talked very highly of this, uh, of, of McCall Collective. Uh, so I was really excited to try it out. I think we tried one of their other beers before, maybe. We might have. Um, but besides that, I don't really have much memory of them. So I stopped by there today. They're in Allentown. They have a couple other spots, uh, around the area. I think they're in, I want to say Bethlehem now too, but I think their main brewery is in Allentown. And, uh, yeah, so Peach Cobbler, it's a double sour. And, uh, I've 9%. been really big into sours lately. Yeah, 9%. 9%. Thank you, Nikki Q. And it is smooth. I'm loving this right now. There's almost no sour, so I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, drinkability is high for a – it might be too high for a 9% beer. It's a little on the sweeter side. There's Like I said, there's almost no sour to it. I kind of wish there was a little more tart to it. So that was my one takeaway from this. But, I mean, it tastes like, I mean, sweetness in a can. All I'm tasting is peach – and cobbler. Uh cool can, double dingers. I mean, you got just a guy hitting a baseball who doesn't love dingers, right? Uh I'm going to go with a 7.6 per Yeah, 7.6. I was almost going to say percent, but 7.6 <laughs> is is my
3: my rating. I mean, you're technically not wrong. Yeah, <clears throat> 76%, whatever. Uh peach cob- co- blah, blah, cobbler cobbler is one of my favorite, like, desserts of all time, right next to lava cakes. You um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: lava cake-loving
3: motherfucker. Yeah, dude. Real quick, top three
1: desserts right now. Go. Okay, I'll go. Um, quick. Ice cream over a freshly made cookie, ice cream over a freshly made brownie, and ice cream. All right, peach cob, lava cakes,
2: and espresso. That's a dessert. What? Yes. the hell? Reese's cheesecake, uh, lemon meringue pie. And uh, brownies. Lemon meringue pie?
1: Wow. Oh, my God. I didn't know we had an 80-year-old on the Dude, I was ripping it at like pies. seven years old. What, what
2: a left oh turn. my
0: God. Jared? My Nan's Cookies, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a cannoli from Mike's Pastries in Boston, and just a good old-fashioned cheesecake. So, Boom. So specific. Um, I am going to give this an 8.1 just
3: because it's right there. It's everything I want and more. Yeah, I'm
2: kind of going to be a party pooper here. It's, it kind of tastes like the, uh, the fruit that you add to your yogurt that comes in the same cup. That's exactly what I taste. That might be a meat problem. I don't really know, but that's exactly what the flavor tastes like to a tea. I'm also not a sour guy, but it's not really sour. Like it's not, I'm not getting sour out of it. Um, the fact that it's 9% and it's so smooth, you like swallow it before you swallow. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> I'll give it a six point. Too. Is it not? I'll give it some
3: respect. Is not? Is it not like lemon meringue enough for you?
0: It's peach cobbler, bro.
2: I know, but like, the <laughs> lemon, oh, I would, I'm uh, I'm still stuck
3: in the lemon It's, a,
0: it's a double Berliner Weisse. you know, it's so good. It's you
1: said that almost too well. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Are you sleeper agent? What? Absolutely not, dude. Hey, hey,
0: right. my family came over this country fleeing the First World War. All right, I'm not involved. You sure um, about that? I just, you know, maybe bump some grades off of people in German in college, and that's where we're at. So, but uh, I feel like this beer is one awesome because it's a baseball beer, so I'm already immediately happy looking at it. And the drinkability, like Frank said, is through the roof. Like, dude, I could, this, we have a four pack. I would buy two four packs of these and rip them on the golf course on a fall morning all day, dude. Because they're, just, mm, cause they're be refreshing, very mm-hmm. yeah. You'd be hammered. you be feeling great. You, I would win. <laughs> I'll, all right, let's do it. <sighs> okay. Let's do it. All right, I'll they're down. so good. Hundred bucks. These do things. It. I can't do it. Agree this to weekend, it right no. now. I can't do it this weekend because I have to drive to Long Island. But if we'll find t- Downingtown, I'm ready. Um, this beer is a seven point five for me. Um, just because it's like a little too sweet. I, like this is the beer that I'm going to drink as a dessert when I'm watching the eight o'clock on Thanksgiving.
3: Okay. That's right. Okay.
1: All right. Perfect. Um, Jared, I know you had some MLB thoughts before we hop into the NFL. All
0: right. So if anyone was expecting the over-unders on the first inning, I think you can see I quit on that because it just was too much work for very little profit. So uh, I didn't want to be the nympho to try and pick and find spots. Especially when, uh, you know, you can bet the Orioles right now that are like plus 22 units. If uh, you know, you're playing ROI hundred bucks every time, and um, hey, Mariners and Phillies still in the hunt right now. Mariners are actually the second best ROI team in baseball, by the way. And uh, Frank, I know that we were kicking around futures back in the day, and I'm uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty well breathing. Anything could happen with those two teams. And there's, a, there's this is the best time of the year because one, we have football, and two, you can parlay baseball in with football. Do it. Yeah, yeah, it's all of it. It's so great. Um, and you have two guys chasing history. Our pool host has now homered off of more pitchers than anyone else in the game. That was pretty sick. He's also going for 700, and Aaron Judge is chasing Maris for the American League home run record. How is that not exciting? Especially when you can like, if you're feeling real sharp one day and you just mm, Aaron Judge's gonna hit a dinner, Otani's gonna strike out ten, throw that in with like uh you know the Chiefs on Thursday or whatever. Why not? Money line, not uh not taking the points, but you, you, you get creative with this stuff and it's. It's a great time, and this has been one of the best baseball seasons we've seen. The crazy thing is, Judge is uh, he is point zero nine off of ha- like owning the triple crown in the American League, and Shohei Ohtani is having a better season statistically than he did last year. So it's like, who do you give the MVP to? Not
2: a pitcher. <laughs> uh,
0: Judges uh, he's he's Ohtani's more than just a pitcher though. You know no, I'm, I'm
2: saying not a pitcher because they're oh, disrespecting absolutely. baseballs like that. Uh, yeah. Well, I. Don't, <laughs>
0: It's just absolute mayhem. So, um, who knows what's going to happen. The Yankees might be coming back to life. How do you guys feel? Torres kind of starting to get hot here. Mm-hmm.
1: I just think the Yankees are in a position where no matter what they do is not good enough. So, it kind of sucks on that end. But I also feel like they could be playing a lot better uh, than what they are currently playing uh for the playoffs but I guess you know like you said time will tell I know injuries are a huge thing with them right now so they're gonna get some players back for the postseason and uh yeah it's gonna it's be exciting
0: my parents were at the game last night in Fenway they willed the Yankees to win so mom and dad thank you they went to Fenway yeah they were they're Jeez. in Boston this week the legends yeah so they had great seats like I hope they're going to Wah wow burgers 10, ten rows <laughs> off third baseline great seats so you know Fenway Park's beautiful and uh, go but Yanks! They're beautifuler. Go Yanks, man! Dodgers clinch the division already. It's crazy. It's gonna be. It's gonna. It's getting wild. It's gonna get sweaty here.
1: Yeah, real quick. One other last thing with baseball. It was kind of crazy how the the MLB came out with a clerical error, so the Dodgers essentially clinched the playoffs twice. The first time they had the champagne celebration, and then the MLB was like, "Yeah, my bad." We fucked up. You guys actually didn't clinch yet. I just thought that was – I was wild how that could happen.
2: Yeah, so MLB, if you're hiring, I will run the numbers Rob for Manfred's you. all over yeah. you.
1: Yeah, so uh, hopping into the NFL, week one. We're back. In oh, the books. We are so back. Uh, we're going to start with recapping some games. Uh, we're going to start with my lock from last week, an outright win. Uh, a a 6.5-point underdog, which I think at game time, right before kickoff, you could have got him at 7.5. So essentially a a 7.5-point underdog, one outright. Steelers-Bengals, I think there was four – total missed game winning kicks in that game. Uh, the defense came out like they were fired out of a cannon. The defense willed them to that win. Kinda sucks that TJ got hurt, but he's not gonna miss the whole season, about six to eight weeks, I think. Uh, the offense looked pretty bad for the Steelers. Joe Burrow didn't look, uh, didn't look good. I think the whole narrative this NFL season has been, uh, whether or not quarterbacks and players have played in the preseason. Uh, Joe Burrow did not, and I think quarterbacks that did not play a snap in the preseason went 3-8, and eight, which yeah, I feel like is correct. pretty significant. Ooh, um So, uh yeah, I was really happy watching that game. The boys were at pints. Ugh. Do you guys have any thoughts from this uh Steelers-Bengals game? Sorry, the Steelers. Steelers-Bengals. Turnovers. So
0: that defense is still nasty. but It's a unit. Like, TJ Watts out, but it's a unit. You yeah. know what I mean? He'll be back. It's not just one. Because you could say the same thing about Minka. Remember when he was hurt? It's a unit. Dude, Mike Tomlin is... That defense is nasty, and they showed it. They just took out the best team in the AFC East in the first half like it, like they were just walking the dog to
2: the park. Dude, Mike Tomlin gave the entire team a pair of black Air Force Ones before the game. I ex- Like, That's I expected just, nothing less yeah. than a bruising defensive show.
0: Najee Harris back this week, too. Menace so behavior. MVP Menace. Mitch kind of did what you would expect him to do. Friermuth looked good. He had a lot of big catches.
1: Yeah, uh, again, I, I just, you know, I don't think the offense was all that well, but the, de- I mean, the one pitcher of TJ Watt where he's like 15 feet in the air and he's intercepting a ball, uh, thrown by Joe Burrow, it's just unreal. Uh, absolutely unreal. Um, love it. Yeah. Any other, any other thoughts on this game, guys, before we move on? I want to watch Not it again. Was fun. No, yeah, it, it, it was, was very fun. It was fun. deep
3: in the corner at Pine, so I couldn't really see. <laughs> I think when,
1: when kicking is bad in the NFL, it makes for a, f- a more fun NFL weekend because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. just chaos. Yep, like I said, four missed game-winning kicks. Your heart starts bumping, <laughs> too when they line
0: up, dude. They
1: still line until the field
2: go line. You are like, oh, f- oh, <laughs> oh shit, here we go again.
1: Okay, I'll I'll start. Or I'll let Eli start with the next one. Packers Vikings.
2: Oh yeah. So recouping my lock last week, Vikings plus one and a half. I mean, I don't think there is much argument on this. Everybody always goes into Aaron Rodgers in the season expecting greatness and expecting State Farm commercials and ayahuasca and all of these things. But at the end of the day, like the team around him has been disintegrating for the last year. So the Vikings plus one and a half is a no-brainer. It was a shootout. The Vikings look great with a new OC. I mean, you can't ever sleep on Jay jet That's the only plane you can't sleep on, dude, is Justin Jefferson. It's just unbelievable how that offense was moving. I wish Kirk Cousins was capable of that in Washington, dude. I bet. So I much bet. pain, dude. It's um,
0: they, they look. Not, the Vikings wa- look good. Watching
3: Aaron Rod, watching Aaron Rodgers, like pure frustration coming during and coming out of that game, just goes to show like Green Bay may not be anything this year. I think is we it,
0: we have to wait till Lazard comes back to get like a true feel. I, AJ Dillon but looked it's, good. It's, I yeah, know. I don't I with the way that Rodgers treats his receivers and the type of ego he carries around. We,
1: we definitely have to wait cuz Rodgers again was one of those quarterbacks that didn't play in the preseason. So, you know, yeah. uh, he's got to shake the rust off just like everyone they else. Own the yeah, Bears but, too.
3: Yeah, but like if Aaron Rodgers is a hall I mean, of fame he's f- still Aaron Rodgers, f- bro. Yeah, if he's a hall of fame level quarterback and he's showing that level of frustration on national television that shows a lot though. man you got you got to look at that body
2: language again and he's that showing was, that it's not it
1: that was his first competitive football game since the
2: last season like since, he's since he's he got just high Look See, at Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, dude. They would do the same thing. Yeah. But you know what? Those guys, they're shouting at the beginning because they're a legend. They clean it up. You know why? Because if they don't, the coach takes them out of the game.
3: Yeah. If your yeah.
2: quarterback doesn't want I, you and he's Aaron Rodgers, you're gone.
3: I watched the emotional language of these guys. I mean, so.
1: dude, the the rookie, Christian Watts, Watson, what's his name? Yeah, the drop right. Dude, drops. Was, yeah, I mean, that was to take the lead in the yeah. game, wasn't it, it? It was
0: painful for me. Take the lead or the tie? I have Rodgers I mean, in fantasy. He was he got, wide like, open. One point.
1: So. Drops it in his bas- breadbasket. Uh, going back to something said earlier, Kevin O'Connell, uh, he was the OC with the Rams last year. He has brought a completely different offense to this Vikings unit. I mean, they look totally different than uh, under Mike Zimmer. They had uh, Justin Jefferson on mismatches all game. I mean, they had linebackers and safeties covering Justin Jefferson That's just scheme. That's just pre-snap schemes. How can I get my best player on offense against their worst player on defense? That's just coaching. And obviously Justin Jefferson is amazing. He's a true talent. He's a – unarguably, I don't think anyone can make an argue against him being a top three wide receiver in the league. But mix that with a competent offensive coaching staff and that's what you get. I mean, what do you almost go for 200 yards and two touchdowns? Know, Unreal. I, I'm feeling crazy. real good
0: about having him 20 to 1 to win offensive player of the year in my in my in my bag right now. That's a nice so. bet.
1: Yeah. So, uh, it's only moving get on better too. Eli great lock last week. Moving on Chiefs Cardinals, a very fun game I think that everyone watched. It's kind of it was it was very funny because I feel like uh in the AFC, you know, people are obviously picking the Bills to win not only win the AFC with the Super Bowl. Uh, they're also picking a couple other AFC teams like the Chargers to uh you know, win the AFC conf or the 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 conference and then go on to the Super Bowl. But people kinda forget about the Chiefs and the Chiefs just, you know, kinda reminded everyone who they were with a forty four to twenty one win over the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I think it was double XP weekend last weekend. The is <laughs> so, coming, dude. So you, <laughs> can't, you can't fault Kyler Murray for not being as sharp as he could have been. It's
2: all about the grind, the real yeah.
1: grind.
0: The grind we know. Must be nice to be like 12 years old your whole life, dude. Yeah,
1: so I think under Andy Reid, they're what, 6-0 maybe in, in week one openers. I think they scored no less than 36 points, 37 Pure points nomination. in every single week one game uh, under Andy Reid. Like, that's nomination. wild. There's a.
2: Uh, there's a dynamic here at play that I caught last week that I don't know if anybody else recognized the whole Tom Brady in New England with Belichick the oh this is their down year this is their down year dude the Chiefs are getting to that point because all I heard all preseason was that the Chiefs weren't they're not gonna be the Chiefs they blah 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 blah, blah. dude they came out and Patrick Mahomes played Arizona like they killed his family like, I, he was so incredibly aggressive. Even me as a fantasy owner was like, yo, bro, like, relax. Like, they're dead. Like, you don't have to do this right now.
3: I just want to say, Kyler Murray, shout out to you for securing the biggest bag that I've ever seen in my life.
1: So. It is kind of crazy that him and Cliff Kingsbury both got huge extensions yeah, without kind of they're doing anything. Good. Um they're but we'll be see. bad. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to bounce back uh, pretty well this upcoming weekend. And, again, they played a really, really good Chiefs team. I mean, I can't, like, say or tell you guys enough how good this Chiefs team is. Um, it's kind of unfortunate. But I guess we'll see. Um, moving on. To one of the bigger upsets, though, on the weekend, the New York football Giants with the most impressive NFC East win of the week. Yes, (sighs) Yes, dude. They beat (laughs) beat (laughs) (laughs) the Tennessee Titans, the number one seed in the AFC last year, Mm. Mm. Um, 21-20. They they moved the ball. The
0: two-minute drill was superb. Get in the field goal range. And he, I had them in Survivor Pool, dude. Let me <clears> tell <throat> you what. Let me t- my heart was broken more than Morgan Wallen, Hardy, Josh Osborne, and Ashley Gorley when they wrote the song Sand in My Boots. Okay? Like, <laughs> I so was – it was like, oh, man, she wants to go to the bar and, like, know my name and she likes me. And and, and, and then we missed the field goal when we – it's – come Four on. 46 47. yards, 47 for the win. I mean – Maybe maybe I'm a little spoiled because I'm a Ravens fan, but I know there's a lot of kickers out there that can bang that field goal, and it's just like, come on. I think gotta you got to have it. I think
1: you are spoiled as a Ravens fan yeah. because <laughs> the situation, 47 is no gimme. The Titans just hurt my feelings all the time, though. This is like <laughs> what I'm saying. I,
3: I just want to say the, uh, what was it, 13-0 and 0 at halftime or something like that, like some incredible score. Shout out to the Giants for coming back. Shout, conversion. Shout out to uh, bull. Um, the bowl,
0: the bowl, come on, come on, the I, I, I He Dibble. is the bowl though, bro. He, he name. went right in there with his horns yeah. on that two point conversion. You gotta but give him props.
3: Go back to multiple episodes. I can't say this guy's
0: fucking The bowl. The That's how I'm gonna say it from we'll now on we get you a speech <laughs> therapy <laughs> teacher. Nick. But all wa-
3: watching the, uh, like you said, Jared, the last two minutes, I've never seen so many fuck ups before in my life based off the Giants. Actually, I have in the last six years, but it just like, <laughs> The amount of freakout I was having in my family room when he missed that kick was unreal. They should not have won that. They, They turned right back into the old Giants that I've known and loved for so long for the past six years. But they, the Titans just fucked it up, and it made my entire. I don't know, man. I I kind of
1: disagree with you. I don't think that all they look like the old Giants. I know Daniel Jones. No, last two minutes. Do they want a game? Last
3: two minutes. Even the the last.
1: (laughs) Even the last two minutes, man. I I don't think they looked. You know. People forget again. The Tennessee Titans are a really good team. Mm-hmm. The Giants may have beat them Week One, but they are a really good team, dude. dude. It's just penalty, you know, penalty, penalty, penalty turnover, year. penalty, or Whoa, not turnover. First or worst,
0: I could see it in the South. Yeah, yeah. the yeah.
1: Titans. Yeah, you think they're gonna finish in last I could place? See it. I wouldn't be surprised. How, okay, do you want to bet or make a wager?
2: Thanks, uh, um, looking at you like a dollar. Yeah. Right like so. what? <laughs> I don't know about last, So Frank gets to punch
0: you in the face. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> in the same
1: right? division as the Jaguars and the Houston Texans, you think they're going to finish last? Well, the Texans just hung with the Colts that are better team than... They the Colts can. are also in the AFC South. The Giants. They got a tie.
2: Yeah, they correct. Tie. They're going to win the division. Let's no, be serious. No team that's good has the ever Titans gotten The Titans are not going to
0: be good, dude. I mean, it's all Derrick Henry now. And you can't even like, okay, you get the play action available, but who's going to be open downfield? That, I, they got to prove that to me first, but the Jaguars look feisty. You know, you never know. New coach, you know, you, uh, what's his name? Peterson or whatever his name is. Doug Yeah, Dougie. <laughs>
1: well,
0: he's not you know, a new coach, but... Well, new coach in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, I guess we'll see next week he's the Colts and the Jaguars play each other. um, And it's the Titans and the Bills show. play each other. So, we'll see what happens there. But I will say one thing about that game. Daniel Jones... Not the guy. Uh, <laughs> no. he's, he's still not the guy. Bro, you uh, actually call the Ravens. That one, and Tyler <laughs> Huntley. Dude, that one interception, <laughs> oh. uh, closer to the end zone, he locked on, I forgot who the receiver was, but it was to the left side of the field. And he, he didn't have any other reads. Sterling Shepard was streaking across the field and he was probably open for about 15 yards. He could have just slung a ball in there. But he just locked onto the receiver, whoever it was, to the left side of the field. Looked at him the whole time and threw an interception, strict straight to the cornerback defending that receiver. Daniel Jones not the guy, we'll say that. Um, so we got to figure that out. I don't care what metrics he has or if his rating was whatever it was. I don't care if you actually watch the game like I did it's clear that Daniel Jones is not the guy. But still the Giants won and I'm extremely happy. So that was cool. And let's just say hey, you get through a healthy season with uh Whitehall boy
0: Saquon Barkley and uh thirty five co- thirty five to one comeback player of the year. That's yeah. the key. Saquon help yeah. Saquon needs to stay, stay healthy. healthy. Yeah. You get That's the dump the off option, dude he can you know he'll be the Alvin Kamara. He'll he'll do he'll do that. He'll just all right, what well, I'll be the one man wrecking crew, Jonathan Taylor, let's
1: rock. You know, he's got that he can do it. Okay. Agreed. So, uh, before we get to anything else, we do have our, uh, lunch beers podcast, fantasy football league. It's back up. Year two, defending champ is our very own host, Jared Acosa. But, uh, we do have, uh, what, 15 other team, er, sorry, not 15, 11 other teams. Uh, that's my other league. 11 other teams vying for that top spot this year to, to dethrone Jared. And, and we have our week one fantasy recap by our very own Eli.
2: It's me. me. Uh, yeah, dude, we're so back. Like, we are so back. <laughs> Fantasy football's back, a.k.a. the only thing I have is back. And I have a few leagues this year, and I know all of you guys pretty much are playing multiple, but there's there's not much that competes with just the ego you can carry playing in the podcast league. It's become a very cocky and confident team where there's an exclusive group chat. And people just talk trash to each other weekly, and I absolutely love that. So we're just going to start it off nice and early, introduce some new people here and there. But we got to recap. So I changed my name from the fantasy football team because we're no longer the football team. We're the commanders to Beers Mafia, folding table as the picture. Squeaked one out against Kyle, another newcomer, Frankie's brother-in-law. I mean, he's the guy. We love Kyle, and he carries us in scrambles. But unfortunately, he couldn't carry himself to a victory against me this week. The get Pats, a.k.a. Jared Cosa, last name Cosa, playing against Fade Cosa, who really just absolutely stuffed you in a mailbox and <laughs> sent you right into the middle of the Atlantic. Dude, go, he Sikes. beat you 141-90. Huge revenge spot. We call him the fake champ for a couple reasons, and he just displayed it week one. So then we got your boy Juice. He's back. Was not good last year. I love you, Ruben. Your your cooking is immaculate. The alcohol had nothing to do with my opinion on it. But you were not good last year. But you came in and you crushed the skull of our very own Nikki Q in the House of Dragon style that gore he was talking about earlier. It's not ideal, but it is your reality, bud. So hop on that waiver wire and start to figure it out. You got Stefan with a brand new team and a new look. Terrible last year. Again, love you, but not good. But he beat Tony Gawk. Girth. <laughs> a former guest of ours. 142 to 74. He needs to get some girth in his lineup. New guy, Tyler Martinez. CDs. Uh-oh. CD Lamb. CDs Nuts. The exact name we anticipated him picking. And Connor Walsh. Just a cool. nice home, same block rivalry. Connor Walsh bashed his and honestly everybody else's brains in by 60. And finally, Chicago Beers, our own Fimbo Zosh, Frankie Zayas, the bachelor himself. Edged out Troy Naden two pint conversion by a nice fifteen yards. Can you uh, can you read all the beer related uh, names we have again, and we, maybe we can get a rank at a later date? We got Beers Mafia, Paul Tucket Pats, uh, Third and Lager Walsh, Chicago Beers, and two pint conversion. Very solid. I love the creativity. Good job, guys. It's tasty.
1: It is. Okay, that was great. Thank you, Eli. Uh, looking forward to another great fantasy season with the Lunch Beer Squad, of course. Hopefully someone, uh one of us, can bring it home again. That'd be really cool. But open to the challenge of everyone else, though. Uh Best bets of the weekend for everyone pre-lock. Oh, baby. So, uh, uh, not your lock, right, Eli? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, bro. Just what'd you hit this week? <clears throat> um, I'll go first, because I have a standout example. The... Sunday night game was just a great game for me. I took the under, but I also, they had a a DK prop, plus 200 on first touchdown score, and I snagged Mike Evans. He didn't catch it until 10.30 Eastern time, because there wasn't a touchdown until the second half, but grabbing Mike Evans at plus 1,000 first touchdown the second half, it just stood out enough to talk about.
3: I got to say the the group squad bet when we found out that the Bears 49ers uh, we're going to be in a, a fucking tsunami level rainstorm, and just ripping that under immediately before the books caught it was probably the top bet of the weekend.
1: Yeah, my top bet was my lock as, as it is always we, every week. Uh, my lock was the Steelers, of course. That was my biggest bet, and I sprinkled a little on the money line, uh, so that was nice.
0: Anything you guys like uh, going in this week outside of your favorites? I think I would. Just, I said this downstairs. <clears throat> The world is begging us to, to bet the Steelers. And that tells me we should bet the Patriots. Just like no one wanted to bet the Broncos on Monday night. The Seahawks. Or, yeah, Jesus. You know what? You shouldn't want to bet the Broncos. I'm still in pain. You know, we talked about that. That was another survivor play that lost. But, but however, I you know, why would the Steelers, after a win like that, and the, the Patriots get blown out by the Bengals, be getting points – at home, it's weird. It's weird to me. So I think uh, just watch the watch the handle and the bet
1: number move and uh, ride the weirdness. Okay, so moving on to our preview, uh, we'll, we'll preview a couple quick games, but I will start with the Ravens Dolphins. Probably one of the uh, better games, especially with the expectations of the Dolphins and who the Ravens are. So, Jared, did you want to start that really quick? Yeah, um,
0: you know, obviously continue to look into to the games we have next week. Um, I mean, Lamar's played well against Miami. They're at home, first home game of the year. Uh, Frank, you and I were watching. We were getting frustrated because we both had Ravens and Survivor against the Jets. And there was, a, there was a lot of bad balls thrown by Lamar in that game that have me concerned. Um, however, Tua also can't throw the ball. So... If we're taking running edge, you know Lamar, but obviously a little bit of nerves. I think you know Ravens get the edge on defense, but uh, Miami seven and zero ATS against a weak rushing defense, which the Ravens have, and they're more of a passing team. So they might they might start you know doing all those crazy reverses and, and running the ball too, and might take off and and we'll see. I, I mean, what what do you think about what we saw and, and looking into this matchup?
1: I think uh, Lamar is trying to be more of a pocket passer. especially with the whole offense, which I get. Uh, Obviously, he's a lot more safer if he's just staying in the pocket and throwing the ball. But he's got to get moving, man. I feel like against the Jets, he just wanted to stay back and pass, and the Jets came out, uh, the defense pretty fiery, and they do have some really good defensive backs. Uh, obviously, it changed in the second half, but I do think that Lamar needs to uh, start running the ball. We need to see some more design plays, uh, get back with two tight ends and just running the ball uh, like he they did in his MVP season. I will say about the Dolphins, I mean, clear quarterback edge. I mean, Tua cannot throw the ball deep at all. Uh, Tua's best things is his accuracy and if he can get his decision making a little better. Uh, so, you know, that's how that is. Uh, I feel like it's a really good matchup, though, especially with uh, who the Dolphins think they are and who we know the Ravens to be. So I think that's going to be a really good matchup there. Uh, moving on to Saints and Bucks, though. Saints and Bucks. Will Brady finally get them? I know he struggled against the Saints. Our guy Jameis, I think this is a huge Jameis Winston podcast. We love Jameis. He's truly one he of one. The ankles, all the uh, wrists. F- future <laughs> Hall of Famer, in my opinion, Jameis Winston, going against uh, the Bucks. And I really, really hope
2: Jameis and the Saints win this game. That would be awesome. I just love Jameis Winston, dude. I was talking about him last night. Just, you know what I mean? The original 30 for 30. Like, you can't beat that man on the mic. There's no rapper that can out-spit him. James, and he's just talking. Jameis
0: Winston would strike out Russell Wilson 100 times. Dude, Jameis
2: Winston is that guy. He is him. That is the answer to that question. Who is him? He is him, dudes. It's Jameis. And the Saints defense is really good. Well, How many points did they put up uh,
0: on Sunday? Buccaneers, 17, 13? The Bucks, 19. 19 against the Cowboys, cowboys who are just yeah, decimated yeah. already.
2: How about them Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> yee <Yee-haw! laughs> Yeah!
0: Snooze
1: Fest on NFL. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, oh, maybe at the same point, the the Falcons put up a good number against the Saints. That, uh, hey, the
1: Falcons are, uh, I think underrated right now. We'll talk more about that for my lock of the week. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I guess, you know, we'll find out. Uh, it's almost like, again, they're begging you to bet Brady, though. The number came under two, uh, under three to two and a half. They were like, hey, please, remember that Tom Brady guy? Never bet against him. Two, oh, you can get Brady two and a half. Like, so it smells to me. Um, so I'll probably be on the Saints and we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Okay. One last game we, we'll touch on just, uh, moving quickly here. Vikings Eagles, just because I feel like the, the Vikings Eagles rivalry, rivalry has become really funny to watch. They hate each other. They really do. They just uh, don't know what
2: to do about it.
1: <laughs> I, I just hope Justin Jefferson has another like 200-yard game. That would be sick, obviously, because, as you know, the Eagles passed up on Justin Jefferson and what, two drafts ago at this point. Yeah. Uh So really <laughs> funny thing to happen. that Doubleheader on Monday night, guys. How about it?
2: That's about pretty it? cool. We're so bad. That, love I, it.
0: that makes Monday so much better. I got it. a lot
2: of players playing on Monday, too, for fantasy, which I love. I can let my guys just do their thing, and then I can sit back on Monday and maybe possibly lose.
1: Okay, perfect. Well, uh, Jared, you want to say something before we move on to the so, locks? So
2: we
0: got we got Survivor. Um, we're still alive, Frank. What strategies moving forward? Who do you like this week? Um, what are you thinking? How do you feel?
1: Yeah. So I had uh, the I. This obviously isn't good to do, but I did have the Ravens in both my Survivor Leagues. That's why Jared was saying, you know, we were both pretty invested in that Ravens Jets game. Um, this week, it's kind of tough though. I really do not like this board this week, man. I mean, God damn. I just don't know where to, uh, where to, where to end up on. Uh, I do see some pretty big favorites, but I also feel like this, this, uh, year can get kind of weird. Uh, and, and kind of awkward pretty quick. But I will say, uh, one of the games I'm looking at just for, from a win-loss. I'm not talking about spreads. Obviously nothing survivors, but, uh, Packers over the Bears at home. It's just the Packers own Chicago, like Jared said earlier. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. And their survivor pick, Bengals over the Cowboys. You got to take advantage of those injuries. Obviously, we all know no, uh, no Dak Prescott. So Bengals, even though it's in Texas, Bengals over the Cowboys with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Another game I'm looking at. Uh, so haven't locked it in yet, but there's uh, a path there. Yeah, go ahead, Jared. You want to? Uh, I've been
0: thinking about bullying the Jets since they play the the Browns is cute this week, but it is a home game for Cleveland. Uh, if Mike White starts, though, uh, look out because the Bengals are the third game. So I, I am scared of Mike White getting the getting some nods over Flacco. But if it's Flacco for Six weeks, do the Jets play the Browns, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Packers, the Broncos, the Patriots, the Bills? I feel like that's nine losses for the Jets right there. I mean, I don't know. But if you don't want to get cute and play Browns at home, I think, Frank, what you just said, Packers at home against the Bears is a great play. And then when you get to week six, when the, when the uh, Jets go to Green Bay, you can take the Colts at home against the Jaguars. And you also get a preview of how they look against one another with this game coming up on Sunday. One so, last
2: survivor pick. I like the Niners over the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks squeaked the win out already, and then they're going to a divisional rival with George no, Kittle coming back. I like the Niners. Dino, 9-0, ATS, dude. I'm taking I'm, na- socks. The narrative is there. That's all I'm going to say. Right. The narrative there. We'll find out. I,
0: I like it, though. I like it. I like it. Good play. Okay, Thank moving you.
1: on to our last thing. Locks of the week. So started off last week, as I mentioned earlier, the Stillers, Your boys want to know on the 2022 NFL season. Now, I got a real ugly, stinky foul lock of the week this week. Um, and again, you know, some people might have said the Stillers last week was ugly. But I'm going with the Falcons. Plus ten and a half against the Los Angeles Rams. The Falcons are going to be so much more competitive this year than people think and what they're priced at. Uh, last week they were about to go up 20 points against the Saints in the third quarter, but Mariota fumbled on the three yard line. Uh, Kyle Pitts and Drake London just create mismatches wherever they go. Uh, six six and six four. Cordell Patterson, people forgot about him, but he had over 100 rushing yards last, last week. Uh, the defense on the Falcons' end gave the Saints O-lines problems. They sacked Jameis three times in the first half. Uh, the Rams O-line is banged up. I think the D-line for the Falcons are going to create pressure on Stafford, and it's never a good sign if your quarterback has a injury or is looking at a sort of injury that is common to players in another sport. Um, whatever he's dealing with with his elbow, only baseball players have that issue. So I think that's not a good sign for his throwing motion. I think everyone saw, uh, prime time that his throwing motion was not there. So Falcons plus 10.5 is my lock of the week.
3: Already, I, uh, I prefaced something last week about, uh, the Jets against the Browns, and I'm gonna stay with it. Uh, so I'm taking the Jets, I'm gonna tease them up a point to plus seven. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of sixes on the boards against the Browns and I just feel like it's gonna be a very weird game. Uh, I also have a second lock out there. Uh, the Bengals minus six and a half. And the reason why I say this is that 13, I was looking at statistics, 13% of total bets are on the Bengals right now, but 92 per, or 95 percent of the money is on the Bengals. So they had a terrible week one. But I feel like they can 100% turn it around. They still are a stud team, and uh the Sharps are just hot on that game. So I'm going to follow them.
2: I'm going back-to-back back locks at plus one and a half. The Vikings won outright with ease. And then this week, I'm taking Washington against Detroit. They're going to be coming in tired as long as we can control Swift. I mean – That's really what I'm focused on. Yeah, we, because I'm on that team. Double pain if they lose. Double pain, bro. Bro, I'm a gambling guy.
1: I was actually thinking about Detroit, too. I believe what I believe, bro.
2: But at the end of the day, I got to watch our Lehigh Valley guy, Jahan Dotson, catch two touchdowns, one being a game winner. I got to see Carson Wentz throw four. I'm high on them a little bit right now, but I'm allowed to do that because that's my squad, and that's not really happened much in my life. So I'm taking Washington plus one and a half. The value's there. I think it could happen. Tell me more.
0: So, I wasn't here last week, which was, you know, it is what it is. I was pretty shitty, like the Broncos on Monday. Um, I told Frank, you know, Dolphins minus three. Didn't get out there. And I didn't tweet it, so that's on me. So, we're not going to count it. Um but just for like spiritual reasons, you know, I had a winner. So there we I go. I will confirm that. I will spiritual confirm that. Spiritual reasons. And I have, you know, I have the receipts. So, if, you know, if we need to get there, we can. But it doesn't matter because this is the first one that we're giving out the NFL 2022-23 season on the pod. And um, I have some pretty good uh, pretty good value right now. I bet Packers-Bears on their 47.5 minus 106 on FanDuel. That was on Tuesday after my chiropractor appointment at like 445. And that line's at 42 right now. So, I mean, uh, how bad was Justin Fields last week? do you throw, like, eight passes? Didn't even make eight completions? Yeah, I don't they, know. They were, like, in a tsunami. Uh, 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 the Packers own the Bears, by the way, in case you didn't know yeah, that. They absolutely dominate them. And Justin Fields is not good. The Bears aren't good. They can't protect him for anything, dude. For not, for not 3.0 million bajillion milliseconds or whatever, how Joe Biden does math. They can't do it. Okay? So... Uh, Packers, like, what's that game going to be? It's going to be like 21-3 to 3 final score. So, um, yeah, there it is, 47.5. Lock it in. You can't get it now. I don't know about playing 42, but I'm feeling good about my closing line value. So, All right, guys. Well, great episode. Check us out
3: on all socials at Lunch Beers Pod, P-O-D. And then check out our website, www.lunchbeerspodcast.com. See you next week.